2020, we are back after after a year long hiatus, and that's the last time we're going to mention that. But we have not been on hiatus entirely. I think I think actually I'd call it a work hiatus instead of a hiatus. That's there there was no rest for the weary. That's a good point. He's Adam Lidecker, that guy talking. I'm Vincent Orlick. We're back with more than hashtags after a a crazy 2019. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. But, yeah, just, but just what, what, what did you say to me? You texted me earlier and said you got a need for podcasting, got a fill of oil. Yeah, have a withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't done any on my own or anything, and I, you haven't. So it's just you haven't, you haven't podcast cheating on me. Man, just a lot of listening to podcasts. I actually have been listening. Uh, I started back up again a lot. I mean, I, I just I listen I listen to a ton of podcasts. All I mean, a, a lot of the same ones. I I'll be honest. I don't I don't delve into new shows much here mm-hmm. and there. Infrequently though, I don't. I stick with. I, I have so many that I do enjoy that they take up the podcast listening time that I have. So I'm not like. I'm not diving into whole new ones and listening to whole series. The 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 ones that I did, um, <laughs> it was funny. They were both really the AZ Central ones. That, oh, okay. Yeah, that that launched. Uh, AZ Central launched. They have the gaggle. This one called the gaggle, which is reporters from from AZ Central, the Arizona Republic, um, talking about politics like and it's very it's very impartial arizona arizona politics arizona local politics um which sometimes infringes on national stuff but it's definitely very locally focused but then they launched one last year around this time i want to say uh beginning of the year called valley 101 and it was it's fantastic like i, I really like how they do it they're they're just telling these stories of arizona and if you're an Arizona resident, especially, um, not even just a Phoenix resident, but just an Arizona resident, it's it's a lot of things that that you're not necessarily going to hear or even know to ask or know that you don't know. Um, hmm. You know, like the the one I always refer to is the story about, you know, a lot of the native Arizonans know that there or have heard in their lifetime that there were German POWs held in Papago Park during World War II. And I never heard that. I didn't know that until, until I, that I think I learned that from you, to be honest. Probably, yeah, just right telling you. And, and, and not it, like a little, like a lot. No, it was a thing, and but it wasn't it also was not a like a an internment camp, like a something really horrific. It was actually very um well kept and and they were treated as prisoners of war, I guess, you know, are supposed to be treated. Um, and, and they had, they were, they were good and, and things were good. Things were pretty good, as good as they can be during that type of a thing, I guess. But, but that was the type of story that they did. And then they did one on ESPHX, essentially on the startup community in the Valley, which was cool. Um, but the other, the other podcast was, um, the, they told the story of a journalist who, was murdered in Arizona back oh, in the seventies. Yep, that's right. It was called Re- rediscovering Don Bowles. 
B-O-L-L-E-S. If you want to listen to it, I highly recommend it. I, I think rediscovering is going to be a, like an ongoing episodic series for them. This one was, I forget how many episodes, but it was all about him and that whole story. And the crazy thing is, so the production value of this was fantastic. Like they put all kinds of effort into this. They, they found old recordings of phone calls of his in like, and they tell the story of how they even found those and why. The I was going to say that'd be pretty rare it's, to be able to do that. Yes. I mean, these are recordings that he made of his phone calls um, and they're, they were legal um, because in Arizona, even then, it's it's a state where only one party has to agree to be recorded. Um, there's a term for that, but I don't know what it is. And um, he was a guy that was, he was a reporter that was investigating uh, essentially, you know, potential mafia ties and, and the, mm. the bad things happening within the, the specific parts of the city. And, and he got, he got murdered. He got assassinated essentially in his, in his car with a bomb. It was a very famous, case that now i think has been kind of forgotten for by most people if you're even a lot of journalists probably don't know but there's a there's a memorial plaque i think in in the republic building that if you work in that building you see it if you're a journalist especially it's like in it's on their floor um hmm. so anyway th- those are the speaking of like newer podcasts those are the ones that that i really jumped into are there any you can think of that you maybe yeah I mean, I think it's easy to get in the rut. Like I listen to some really great podcasts every day, but I listen to them every day. So I'll listen to like the daily on the way to work. Uh, I get caught up on news. Uh, have you listened to the daily yet? I have. I, I'm just, I'm yeah. not a diehard daily listener. That's all. I, I've, I listen to it here and there. It's like, again, I told you it was like 26 minutes, 27 minutes. And, and I'll like leave my house and pull into the parking lot and it'll end right then and there. At the same time, it's it's wild, but it's also just you know impartial, middle of the road, deep journalism about you know topic of current events or politics or news, and then and they do these deep dives. Um, uh, it's pretty it's pretty neat, uh, but um, I am trying to branch out and find uh, newer ones, discover newer ones, and I'm I've been seeing some people recommend actually recommending more podcasts on Twitter lately. People mm-hmm. I follow. So I was like, so even um, started running again. So I found out if I listen to music, I run faster. If I listen to podcasts, I run slower, but I don't focus on my run. So like it goes faster. (laughs) So um, there's a new one. Yeah, it was wild. Like I got done with my run. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Not everybody likes to run. (laughs) I do. I hate Uh, running, which is obvious if anyone that sees me in person. That's not a true story. <laughs> I used to be more athletic, man. And I just, I need to hit the gym or stop eating as much something. It's but, all right. Yeah, I, I'm, not days, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. I saw, I'm digressing a little bit, but I saw a tweet today. Yeah. I think it was probably actually put out there. Oh, it's put out by Strava, uh, the running app. And it said, um, d- d- January 12th, January the 12th is the, pe- the day that people stop their resolutions to oh. work out national stop working out day because they have all the data so like somebody starts running you know strong january yep. the 12th uh which maybe that's, that's surprising surprised. well i don't know though there's all of a sudden there's like four sick people in my office mm. so they might have started out well in life you know anyways this relates so this podcast relates uh it's called uh 
it's put out by uh, the podcast is called the knowledge project and the episode i listened to is called uh happy habits so like they basically said we uh we want to see the accident we want to see like you can't put out a 24-hour good news station because we're naturally drawn wired to see the pile up to see the accidents but what this is about is is rewiring your brain uh, to build happiness habits uh, for this reason, <clears throat> to build resilience. So that way when unexpected things in life happen, uh, death, you know, divorce, or lose your job, your life doesn't fall apart and crumble. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're building these. And the, the person who did it, which is interesting, he told his whole backstory. They told their, their childhood. And so there's, I was drawn into it. It was long. It was an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, because I had to run uh, an extra 20 minutes to finish it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, because uh, I knew if I got in the house, I wouldn't finish it. Um, but he. Did you put that had, in their iTunes review? In their, in their podcast review? <laughs> well, so Ryan Hoover from Product Time uh, recommended it. And I was like, yep. oh, great. Now I, I know I'll be running for an hour and 47 minutes tonight. <laughs> uh, and I did. Um, but this guy, um, <clears throat> he did the number one New York Times bestselling book, The Book of Awesome. It was on the bestselling list for 100 weeks. But he had two very traumatic events happen in his life. And then he started this blog where mm-hmm. he posted, I don't know how many, uh, I'm going to say five, 500 words a day on something that's awesome in his life. And he did that for a thousand posts. Somebody approached him, turned it into a book. Uh, and then he has this other one called The Happiness Equation. Um, anyways, it, it was just interesting. Wow. Like, just like you and I are talking, going, two guys, two people going back and forth about how they got, how, it was raw. So it's like, it was raw, but the, you know, the audio was polished and everything. It's like how they got here, how they got through these things. Yeah. Now they both have kids. So they're like, how can they know how, I mean, the guy's like, hey, this isn't easy. Like I went through two years of therapy, three, two times a day or two times a week. He's like, people look at me now and they're like, oh, cool. Best selling author. But he said, uh, yeah, it was, uh, he, now they have kids. So they they want to figure out how they can help their kids be resilient mm-hmm. when they go out in the world and somebody says no to them. They don't, you know, fall apart. Yeah. Uh, and so anyways, I'm going to try, try to find, I'm trying to expand outside of what I would normally listen to. And, uh, uh, but I will say, because, uh, podcasts relate to social um we saw a lot of the trends 2020 trend podcast trends um and i'm there's a couple things right so still some stuff broken in podcasts discovery uh any consuming volumes of content or being able to consume volumes of content is still very hard yep because uh, there's so much more and there was actually so, evo our, our buddy evo tara hmm? did a did a podcast episode today he does podcasts you know about what 10 minute or so shows every day and today he had an episode about that i i have it marked to listen to i haven't listened to it yet but his show notes are if you ever look at the show notes on the show he goes into great detail um about what the show is about but it's not it's not a transcript of the show it's it's another thing to it's another piece of content like read the show notes and you listen to the show. You don't do one or the other. Right. Um, the show That's notes. That's a lot of work. 
well, yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he we know he knows what he's doing. Um, we had him as he was our first and only podcast chat uh, guest, wasn't he? On the Twitter chat, I think we no did we have I other think, guests. Seriously, think we did like three guests on podcast. Okay, yeah. but he was the first. Uh, he was the first and best and best and yeah. and he. Uh, so anyway, the the episode his show is called Podcast Pontifications, and he did an episode today about the the whole issue of discovery in terms of even like on a higher level of how do you tell people where to go to find your show? What, what do you say? <laughs> like how, how does someone find your show? What, what is the, what is the, the, the best thing to do? Um, how can we make it better? Um, and it's a whole thing. So I, I would just recommend that on that, on that particular topic, it's a good, it's a good thing to go check out. So yeah, it's still word of mouth. I'm still telling people every day about podcasts, putting them in the Slack Slack channel. Uh, you know, many people listening used to know I worked for a podcast company that was trying to solve the problem of discovery and recommendations. It's hard, uh, but the hope is is. And I was talking to a buddy who's in the space. Man, can you imagine what voices are yet to be discovered? What voices are yet to break yeah. out? And uh, it still feels, even though, you know, we've been doing this for a while, um, super early in podcast. <laughs> and when I talk to people, startups or businesses, I'm like, like, oh, we should we advertise and should we do Twitter and Facebook? I was like, well, yeah, you should look into podcasting. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and it's really simple, like you don't have to go too far down the rabbit hole. Uh, we said this like two years ago, a year ago about smart devices in your home and the podcast tool is built in. Now Apple pad podcast is built into Alexa. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you just say the name and they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, if you have a podcast and you have a legible speakable name, you can just say play more than hashtags and it will play in how, how many smart, smart, smart speakers are out there now. Yeah. Tens Whereas of before millions. It had to be, you you had to have the the podcast had to be available on basically Spotify, like because that's how I would listen to stuff on Spotify. But if you if you had it subscribed to it on Spotify, um, yeah. and then you had your Spotify account connected to the Alexa, and it was a paid account, it had to be a paid account to do that. So it was it was definitely more of a and th- I mean I think there's other there's other apps that connect. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, but I, 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 the Apple Podcast one was a big one for sure. Audio is going to be a big deal. Still, it was started last year, I think, more and more. And I got that, you know, I got the Alexa Auto. I don't really use it to be honest. <laughs> but, but is this like the Alexa one that you and I bought? Like, yep. Yeah, that's, you know, that's it. Sits above my my stove. That yep. Is we're, a we're, thing. We're beta. That's testers. why they made it so. Well, that's why they gave it away because. Mm-hmm. They, I don't ever hear them talking about it either. Yeah, that's cool. They they test stuff and break it and try. And uh, I mean, I I tried it. The Alexa Auto. If you guys have a uh, an Echo device, it's supposed to work very similarly, which is which is cool because my daughters would always just shout to the dash dashboard to play music like they do at home, <laughs> and they didn't understand why Daddy why it's not working. Uh, but but unfortunately, you have to have uh, it has to plug in hardwire into the you know the outlet and all that too actually and hmm. then you have to have the alexa app open on your phone oh 
yeah. the Alexa so, app? Yes. Ah. So not there yet, but I didn't mind getting it for 20 bucks to, again, see a glimpse of the future. But like, you know, you know Vincent, you and I talk about these topics because we've been working on the same channels for a good long time, social media channels. Mm-hmm. Except, of course, over this past year, and especially the last six months, where a new one has popped up. What? What are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You, you haven't seen the new social media channel that's popped up over the last... That's, that's exploded over the last year or so? Oh, I'm an idiot. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, man. I, I, I'm actually having daily conversation with people at t- about TikTok at work. Well, there's a lot um, to talk about. And I, and I think the reason why it didn't come to your mind as fast as it came to mine is because you're at the point I was at like a month ago or maybe two months ago where it's like, it's, it, you're, not, you're not looking at it regularly. That's not a true story right now. You're not looking at I, it every day. That's also not a true story. Oh, are you? Okay, yes. All right. Do you, All want, right, me to, you want me to go to my, I'm not, I'm not producing. No, no, no. Well, that's fine. There's a lot of people. That's, that, that's so I'm in that. I'm in that stage. You know that stage, right? So Discovery. we haven't we haven't talked about this yet either. You and I. Yeah. Uh, well, so like any early social network, I go in, put my toes in there, sure. look for use cases, and now you're sending me amazing business use cases. Great for not just like teenagers making dance videos. Uh, it's another short form. But anyways, go for it, man. You're you've been you were no no, no I just you sounded the alarm way before me. No, not at all. I, I, I just think that it's uh, so number one, I think it's content wise and, and what it offers like someone as a creator in, in the ease of use essentially for just all being in that one app is pretty amazing. There's pros Tons and cons to the app. Yeah. <laughs> There's pros this and is cons. actually a, Sorry to interrupt you. This is a great topic topic for this episode in 2020 because it feels really similar to some of the conversations we had in the past about Snapchat. No, it's not right for my business. About Twitter. No, my customers aren't there. And and then businesses, not now, then businesses will be getting on TikTok in two years. <laughs> oh, I think so. So here's what I would say. I, I, I think that businesses will get on, will be on TikTok sooner rather than later because i think we're moving at a at a speed at this point with these channels that is different than it has been before yeah and they're running i don't know if you saw tv ads but i've seen i see a tiktok tv ad every day oh and it's uh brothers from another mother cousins it's Hmm. they're really playing up the community see i'm Uh, not i maybe just because i'm not watching i'll send it to you yeah it actually feels the ads have a very like meerkat rest in peace, a meerkat <laughs> vibe about connecting people. Uh, and actually, did you see the guys with the beards, the whole beard challenge thing, beard brothers? I did not see that. See what you get could be way different than what I get. Yeah. What is uh, it? Oh, I don't know. They're like, uh, yeah, these, like these guys were really big beards and then somehow they connected and then they started, they drove and, started making content together and made you know comedy jokes yeah. uh they would have never connected in real life and then people are watching it and they love it it's funny um i'm at, so uh, i'm actually in my iphone setting for the apps for battery 
to see utilization. <laughs> yep. And yeah, I, I'm in TikTok <laughs> every day. I'm because I, mean, I can it, tell you it, right now, I'm I'm I watch I watch it in the morning a little bit, but but definitely at night, I'm watching it for like at least an hour or more every night and, so, and so i'm like, just laying in bed like watching watching these tic- between that and youtube is well what are they what what's the max is it it's, not, it's more than 10 seconds what is it 20 oh for the for the videos yeah yeah you can do um 60 second videos okay but some people don't they just do like the beat of the song or whatever so then yeah you could literally watch 10 in a minute or you just swipe yeah. you know yeah i mean that it's so it's uh it's funny because the pros and cons are pretty big. I mean, in terms of what's happening with it now, um, and Casey Newton, who is like basically the the guy or the the person, the journalist right now, maybe maybe um, he and Taylor Lorenz are probably the two best long form journalists on social media specific topics. I mean, I don't know really many others. Maybe well, Josh Cosentine at TechCrunch. Yeah. Yeah. His, even his stuff is a little different. He's not doing like a, like a long-form piece, investigative journal. Like Casey Newton is doing, and Taylor, they're doing more of these like investigative stories, um, especially Casey. Like he did that whole Facebook story about um, the content analysts last year that like kind of blew the doors off. And then I don't think it got as much coverage as it should have. But he just he just put out a story the other day about that they uh, TikTok the the headline is TikTok maybe edging closer to a sale because hmm. regulators are coming in and the company that owns it ByteDance is a Chinese company and the top thing that you hear right now if the if TikTok comes up the top thing that yep. you hear if it's not among a group of like users of the of the app or people that are fans of the app let's say they're watching us yeah it's like oh it's a chinese company that, and and that's yeah. i don't want my my data to be okay you don't want your data to get in chinese hands or whatever that's fine but then in the same breath there's no mention of you know facebook or google <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and what your data has already happened to your data over the last, you know, especially three years or so, four years. Um, yeah, so- and, I, and and they did. You did. You sell. They they split the company into two divisions: um, Western users and and native Chinese users. And yeah, they moved, now, they moved them. Yeah, but now so now the the newest thing is because the Navy and the Army have um, banned they've banned the app for, from being on government issued devices, government which issued devices. to me isn't honestly, like, I don't know. Are they allowing Facebook on government issued devices? <laughs> are they, are they allow, on government issued devices? I would hope that they're not allowing a, a whole lot of stuff on government issued device. I would hope that a lot of things that are banned, a lot of apps that are not yeah. available. I actually have seen some TikToks um, on on basis like this one guy oh, randomly, God. and no no uh, likes or anything, but it was just like this guy walking around his his base and showing us, and then another one like a missile coming in or something, uh, and another one just people doing dances or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, dude. Uh, so a year ago, at, 
at least a year ago, if not longer, that the app was, there was this, this niche use case of police, firefighters, service members that were on there, nurses, doctors, like these like serve almost service industry or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like public service where they have downtime. (laughs) Like literally that was the, that was a big part of it is they had these, these uh, moments of downtime where this thing filled the time. And there, there's a lot of cops and they're in uniform and they're in their Actually, car. Actually, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've seen yeah, those too. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that was a big, I, I don't know what the numbers are right now of that. Um, but because I think the stuff, like when I watch stuff, the, the algorithm is, will tailor itself and customize itself immediately almost to like what you're the one you keep watching yeah yeah so i think if you even tap tap to pause or you (laughs) tap to pause or you advance back or you went to the person's profile um yeah i'm looking like uh nba's on tiktok nickelodeon red bull oh all all the sports for sure yep nfl all the sports have have jumped on there now at this point except i I don't follow the nhl really so i don't I, i would imagine they are um just because it's such a huge thing with the, with the younger audience, with the Gen Z teenage yeah. audience. And now it's just growing immensely. I, I finally started to see, um, yeah, like some foodie cooking shows, yep. food prep shows. Uh, and maybe the algorithm wasn't serving it to me. I, I guess you're probably right because um, our friend Barry uh, has an Instagram account called in the chips with Barry. It's amazing. And he reviews three chips and i was like man this kind con- you said that you're like this content would fit perfectly it's good uh, it's t- good stuff for tiktok yeah yeah he'd have to edit it a little bit but then and you what do you say like doesn't even need the sound just his reactions or something yeah i mean he could presence I, I would i would do a little bit more customization if i was him towards the platform because tiktok is so like the audience there is very picky and it's it's almost like Reddit in the sense of if you're <laughs> if they will call you out they will in the comments they will be like what are you doing like <laughs> yeah it's a lot of it would be sarcastic also but but they will if you're if you're screwing up they're the commenters are gonna tell you there and not not in like a a hugely negative you know bad offensive way necessarily although i've seen that too but in general people are just kind of like it's like they're they're cracking on you they're joking bagging on you you know what i mean so customizing it it that's not a platform i mean if we're talking about you know strategy and stuff like that it, it do not just jump on tiktok if you're anybody a person or a brand or anything and just um you know try to do what you've done on other channels um it's not going to work. It's not, it's going to be a waste of your time and it could hurt your brand in a sense, or it could hurt your, your personal brand because you're not, there's a very specific way to go about using TikTok. Do what Adam just was talking about, how get on there, create an account and lurk, you know, lurk and, and watch, follow, watch yeah, videos, totally. see I mean, what's it, going on, see what it's all about. And, and you'll start to catch it within like, if you're watching it, Within a week or two, I mean, you'll you'll kind of start to catch on and see like what what people are doing, why are they doing all this meme meme like activity, what what is it actually 
mean? Um, you know, is it something that you would even want to do? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Well, and as a marketer, you know, we found some TikToks with people explaining the algorithm. You, you found that if you're the first comment that benefits you greatly, potentially. Um, so there's like, there are ways to, as a marketer, to get to, to help accelerate that. Um, but, you know, I wanted to bring, uh, tag our friend Barry after the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can listen, but I just checked out his account and it's literally in the chips with Barry. Um, so he has only posted two of his videos. The last one was on December 13th. He might not know this, but they both have over 140 plays uh, in, in relation. I think if we remember, that was very similar to the first couple ones he put on Instagram and now he's getting thousands of views uh, on his Instagram one. So again, it's this whole rebuild on a new platform. Um, and then there's some things that, um, oh, it looks like he did. I don't know if you can go back and edit the, the comments. Can you? Uh, yeah, I didn't no, think so. no, you can't. Yeah. Cause he did like potato chip chips, dill pickle. So he already uploaded it while I was texting him. I was like, Oh, make sure you put, um, <laughs> FY, FYP for you page. Oh, yeah. Make sure you put, you know, all the ones that the, uh, uh, chicken leg piece guy, you know, the foodie ones for discovery. But yeah, I also didn't know you couldn't edit. He's like, oh, I can't edit. Um, but again, that's just like researching hashtag hashtags on Instagram. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know what? Yes and no, because I, the, the whole for you page thing, it's still up in the air. I don't, I've watched, I don't know how many, a few of those algorithm explaining videos and stuff. And like, right. I, and that they probably did that to get on the for you page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, that's what everybody. Because you you see right? the the memes, and if you get in there and start, all you do is look this way and and sing this song and turn this way, and really you're on the for. So it's kind of like it's a meme, like it's a meme about getting on the for you page. Yeah. Like, um, don't do anything. Then, just do this and this, and don't don't do anything except stand in your kitchen and eat a salad, and you'll get on the the for you page, which is yeah. the front page, which is just basically it's the feed that if you're not following, it's the feed of people that you're not following. And, and like why I said like those niche industries you said make a ton of sense now because I saw a real estate agent the other day mm. and I also actually get another one for this guy who's selling land in Arizona, like in the middle of nowhere. And he does, I don't, oh, know, yeah. where, where, I don't know where that fits. But um, the rural, rural land guy, rural, rural land guy. Yeah. Um, but so here, I remember 2008 early on Twitter. Right. And we went out to, you know, visit with Zappos and there was the Las Vegas real estate guy on Twitter. That's it. That guy. And if we would have moved there, I would have reached out to him because mm-hmm. he, he created a brand. He created content presence, following, engaging, and now you see, like you said, these professionals. Uh, what are some of the other ones? Oh, a dentist. The dentists are a big one. There's a Ugh. there's one dentist that's like huge he's, on there. He's funny, and and he they because he has so many people in his office. They also do some of the dance memes and different things, and um, but some education as well about like why do your braces oh, pop teachers. out stuff like that. Teachers on there yeah. too. I mean, there's there's teachers of I think one of the hashtags is teachers of TikTok or something, and mm. um, it, I mean. It's there. It's any moms, um, by the way, (laughs) like there's a, there's a sarcastic 
cringe factor that is like a popular thing. If if you're an adult, if you're a uh, uh, thirty and over, forty and over, you're like, like too where, old. For where the are you? Yeah, yeah. If if you're like over thirty, you're technically too old for TikTok. But that itself is in and itself is is a meme. Like there's a and there's people that are much older and they're they're seeing millions of views and it's I like say and, and more so probably intentional like intentional yes. how it was so difficult people thought it was so difficult to swipe 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 on and just on snapchat like oh i'm too old to be on here it's not the case like and that's the thing is like i've always said like who defines how you use social what are the rules that's why i get in to figure it out because now we're seeing great brands come out I'm like this is a, and it, I, I did see some of the like news recaps, so it's neat to see that in that format. Um, There's so much. I mean, the the thing that was impressive the, recently to me was the again the platform is still mostly teenagers. I mean, without a doubt, um, it's also by numbers it's not U.S. dominated. You'll see more more U.S. content like me. I was gonna say the algorithm must not give that to us. Then. Yeah, but they it's 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 not even close. Like of the of the what is it a billion downloads at this point? Yeah, um, it's 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 not the U.S. that's that's owning that platform right now. Numbers wise, it could eventually be, I guess, but it's it's international. Um, well, so, and the other thing is, it must be the algorithm because, like, you saw those memes about being over thirty. I see those memes as well, and a lot of the content creators I see are not teenagers. Like, right. you have the, some popular dance people that are probably forced to go into every single feed. <laughs> but it could be but, like if you if you went and and went on like say, um, I mean, no one's gonna know. So the the one girl. Right that is like the biggest star on there essentially right now is her name is Charlie D'Amelio, I believe. Yes. Charlie D'Amelio. And she just like exploded overnight. She had like millions of followers. Um, if you go on to like watch her TikToks and, and, and like hit the like button, the favorite button, uh, heart button on her TikToks, like you're going to start to see her stuff. You're going to see mm-hmm. anything relevant to her um to the, the whether it's the dancing oh i, mean, I see what you're saying you know what i'm saying yeah. like the, the algorithm immediately in that session that you're in immediately recognizes what you're engaging with it like even more so than anything we've seen with facebook or twitter or snap Chat i'm not or, quite sure i mean other than like interstitial ads on youtube and i know that the, some of these people are going over and creating youtube accounts as well mm-hmm or they had Unless, YouTube and they're coming over here. Yeah. So I know I've also seen a calculator how much each post is worth. So I imagine it'd be similar to a promoted post on Instagram where they have a product or something or they're um, getting paid to do that. I've not seen much of that. I've not seen um, much of that only because it, maybe we're not seeing it. Like, yeah, no, because there's ads on TikTok. There's the ads that are on oh, TikTok that's true. are very. They're the creators very getting much, revenue share. Like that's something I haven't. Yes. Into. So there's a monetization of like YouTube um, for creators. There's a certain thing. There's analytics for anybody. Like you can go and turn on your analytics on your TikTok account um, and see. So there's like there's like creator and popular creator. I I believe that the the like the the top creators 
they they get a piece of and I'm not going to try to explain it because I don't know it well enough right now, but I'm going to learn <laughs> um, there. It's in the sense of like a YouTube type of monetization, mm-hmm. I believe where yes, they get, they, they don't, they're not doing it all for free. And, and the thing is they're making a lot of videos and those top people yeah. they put up a video and it's a given million views. Like that's the, the starting point is a million views that they're going to get within like a day. So I don't know if you saw it and this is the change. Um, and, and, and so Charlie and her dad went to see Gary V and yes, Gary put I out did, a small I did see one my video. Cause he's like, why are you doing one a day? And then right after that, they're producing like, you know, five, six, seven, and they're all getting a million views <laughs> a day. Yep. Uh, which makes sense because it's, it's serendipity. It's whenever you sign in and that's your timeline. Um, and then yes, now every time you open the app, yes, you do see the app. Yes, you can skip that app, but a lot of those apps are actually like natively produced. So it's like related, very related to, it might be like a target ad, but it's someone doing a dance challenge in target, you know? So that, those are well done as well. They're speaking to the audience, I should say. Um, so yeah, brands can definitely dig into advertising. Um, you know, brands that do influencer outreach. I'm sure it might make sense. Um, and then there's like really odd ones. Like we always got pushback. Oh, those people are on there. But we watched all those VCs on Snapchat do amazing mm-hmm. deep dive stories on tech, stuff like that. So who's to say that, you know, you know, again, it's a new medium. And you're right at the beginning of this combo, like I totally forgot about it because <laughs> There was again one of those funny memes. It's like I downloaded TikTok as a joke, and now I'm addicted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is because that's how everybody ends up on it, <laughs> or or did and like and, did up until now. I yeah, say and one of the guys on my work, he's uh, he was like a uh, project. I don't know what he was. He was an intern, but he helped the, the do research and such. I forget what his title is. Uh, but you know, you did that one meme. There's this meme where like you stand there and you turn and bump up and down and you were like social media, whatever. Yep. And it's like uh, ironic stuff on the side. Uh, so I told him to do that. Uh, like you should do like a sales, a sales ops intern. Yep. And then just yesterday I saw some brand new president of some college, like a, if you can imagine a huge president of some college and whoever's running that account and I went back two down and there was like the same type of meme that, for yeah. the students. Yeah, that was a pretty big one. That was a yeah, popular so, one. It's so funny. Like I, I just assume but and I send you some of these I find, but yep. you probably see them too. <laughs> and now you definitely see them because I sent it to you. <laughs> so, let's, so let's talk about that real quick too because th- to me and I think to you and to a lot of the people that are like marketers, the thing, the thing that TikTok – was super, super savvy and intelligent about is the videos are eminently shareable. Like it, there's not, there's, there's no limitation outside the platform, outside the platform. You can, unless the, the user, the, the creator, like if I make a video, I have a choice to make the, the video available for someone to, to download or not. I can turn that on and off. Um, but most people leave it on because you get anyone's other, any, anyone's video that has that left on, which is most 
you can save the video and post that anywhere. It's vertical. And video. I think it, it does watermark it, right? I think I've seen that. It puts TikTok on it and, and their users. Yeah. So it puts the yeah. TikTok logo and the user's handle. So it, yeah. it's like there's credit there. But Brilliant. so smart because the, the thinking with, you know, all, the, all over the place has always been, well, you know, uh, you have to tailor your content um, to every platform and customize it. And, and yes, I mean, there is that element, right? And there, and there definitely was in the past, but taking, being able to take that video and share it, like you would think a lot of people think that that's the antithesis of what you want to happen. You don't want people to be able to share their stuff outside of your platform. You don't want them to leave your platform, but that's what's generating the growth is especially with Twitter because you see people posting other people's TikToks on Twitter. I did it, yes. dude, I did it like three weeks ago oh. or so with this one TikTok of this dude that was, he had like a fisheye lens on a selfie stick or something. And he was, he was um, motorized skateboarding on the street in London. And hmm. it was the one, like, it's got this, you know, really cool old school hip hop track playing and the dude's like dipping and diving and it's like fisheye and you see him, avoiding people and avoiding things and then all of a sudden like someone opens a car door and just boom like he just boom jettisoned into the 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 building on the sidewalk he was fine but like i i saved that and posted it because i thought it was funny and on mine it got over a thousand views on twitter like just from a tweet that didn't tweet yeah 79 likes Something like that, maybe. 100. So I, so I, I knew I saw people share them, and I saw the watermark, and I saw like I, I sent you the, uh, you know, the Italian recipe one. Yep. I saw you re and you reposted that. Yep. I guess I didn't know you could download it because I always go in there. I, I probably saw it, but I always went in there and just grabbed the link to copy to send to you. Yeah. Um, but that's another huge opportunity for brands to cross post on their other own their other channels, and then. Well, how about you, this? So my 19 year old daughter, she, I don't know, a few weeks back, you know, I was, I was like, I heard, I heard her on her phone and, and I heard like one of the TikTok song, one of the memes, right? And it was a song you hear a bunch of times in a row because you're watching, someone's watching the yeah. ones. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I heard you on TikTok. And she's like, I'm not on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, I'm just watching the stories. Like people just post them in their stories. She doesn't even go on TikTok. She goes, she's in Instagram stories and watching them from like her friends and, and the things she follows and stuff. I mean, that is, that's crazy. That's, so if you're Instagram, are you happy about that? <laughs> I don't think you're happy about that necessarily, but you're not going to, you're not going to. That's wild. Man it. Yeah. You know? And Snap, like Snap, Snapchat. Uh, I mean, that's a smart user acquisition <laughs> strategy for them and and yep. for brands like you picked up a thousand views on that one i mean it, so often we would always have to go like you know remember follow me on snapchat here's a code you know and just you're driving to a code yep you know driving to a teaser of the content um no so i i think there's a lot of people like sounding the alarm of like opportunity this is an opportunity um there is usually, but but so many are not they don't every time i see that right i see the responses are one well 
I'm not getting on there because China owns it. Chinese company owns it and it's dangerous or number two. Um, well, isn't it only teenagers on there? That's not my right. audience. <laughs> well, I think smart marketer, you know, that it's, it's curated to you, the audience. So if you're Gary V and you're doing business advice, he's going to pick up some strays, but he's cool because he wants to be known by more people. But the, if the, if the algorithm works, he's going to be served to the exact people that want to watch that content. Yeah. I, I mean, ideally I, it's funny that using Gary V as the example, like he, I think he's also an investor and in one of the early investors in, in TikTok or musically, I think it's TikTok more so. Um, so he's been on there for, I mean, you could definitely, early. Uh, yeah, you, I, I'm not talking about like going in like land grabbing or just like plowing your way in there. I, um, no, no, no. Not, well, not an opportunity like that because you know, you, you and I have been t- talking ad nauseum about um, natively posting original content per channel, not cross posting the same thing across all channels. Yeah. Uh, this is a whole different strategy that you'd have to put a, some serious this is a strategy that'd be very i would think very similar to what type of podcast are you going to produce and mm-hmm. you put enough as much thought in into that as you do into this channel he he's a, a funny example because he's at the point now where he's seen enough on there where now there's other people that are like making videos making TikToks, like making fun of him, of how mm-hmm. he, how, what yeah. his whole marketing approach is and, and the, the hustle and clouds and the dirt and all this stuff. It's funny. Like, it's just, it is funny to see kids like kind of take that on and, <laughs> and feel like, oh, you know, but the talking other about one. how like they, oh, you know, I'm Gary V or, or yeah. I watched one Gary V video and now it's like he, the, the kid's doing like all the same stuff. He's like, yeah, he's like, I don't sleep. I sleep five hours. If you don't, if you don't sleep, if you don't work 18 hours and sleep one hour, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. He's like, he's like, Hey, how much did that, did that shirt cost you? You know, 50 bucks. I'll give you two bucks for it. <laughs> oh, I have some of those, the, the uh, Goodwill and the yard sale flippers, which is, you know, inspired by Gary going to yard sales. Uh, but you know, that's, some of that's kind of cool to see young oh, it's, kids. It's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. I, I love Gary and I love what he, all his, his like the message and on the flip side, but he's, it, it's so hilarious to see that with everything going on in the world and, and everything, it's kind of like sitting down and watching a comedy show on TV, a sitcom or something. It's like kind of those little bursts of distraction that yeah. we kind of need to decompress. Well, how, about, how about when that happened? Um, so, you know, the most recent world event with Iran and, and the missiles, um, and the that the, was the biggest meme that got killed like yeah the <laughs> immediately the hottest thing on tiktok for better or worse was the kids teenagers all talking about like doing jokes about the draft about getting drafted. getting drafted yeah um so like and or about just war going to war and and this is how my wife made a really good point i thought she she just posted it on facebook and you know it's it's one thing to be like critical of all these kids they don't know how serious this is and that sort of thing but they're kids they are kids and this is also the teenagers right now 
they have not in their lifetime, except when they were like born <laughs> the year right. they were born or the year before they were born, like when they were two or three years old when nine 11 happened, they, they have no idea of really like war, you know, like what, right. where, whereas when, when even, you know, me as a, as a Gen Xer, it's like, and, and us, like we, there was Iraq, you know, there was, um, there was other. I was going to say, what, what generation are you classifying me as? <laughs> <laughs> there, um, between Gen X and millennials, um, there have been, there have been things that have happened, um, whether it's okay, boomer, you know, Iraq, okay, boomer. Or, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was born right after Vietnam, but I don't, I didn't, wasn't around during, yeah. you know, but, but there were things that were going on over the last 20 years, you know, nine 11 and then the, the war in Iraq, like kids right now, they don't really have that sense of, they read, they read about it in books or they see videos, right. They watch, watch videos maybe about it. So so yeah, they're, and they're maybe nervous. They might be nervous. About I, I'm glad you got there. I was hoping, yeah, I was going to say, I, hope, I was hoping you got there. Cause I, <laughs> I had the same thought. Like it, when you said they're making these memes, it's, it's not as respectful and not disrespectful of the draft. I think they're coping. I think they're coping with fear in humor. Like they're being kids, right? I mean, it's definitely a coping yeah. mechanism for a lot of them, but to some extent, yeah, they're, they're kids. They're, they don't know how to process. make fun of things that they don't, they're not familiar with. They, that's what teenagers do. You know I mean? It's a lot of people will look at it as them being disrespectful, I'm sure. But all in all, it's like, I mean, that whole platform you can look at every video mm-hmm. and probably think they're all disrespectful. You could take it, you could take it sarcastic or literal or uh, it's all sarcastic, sarcastic, every single one of them. Uh, but we, no, um, it's, it's good. We'll we'll get more into TikTok, I'm sure, as we podcast yeah. in 2020. Um, but hey, there's one other thing I want to talk to you about for a few minutes. So, because yes. this is a big one, I think this I think this is a bigger a big one, and it's a bigger one than um, that I want to admit. Because in the past, I personally, and I think you've generally agreed. Like we've kind of downplayed it or, or maybe we didn't want to admit. Um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on where you're coming from, um, Facebook stories <laughs> are here to stay. <laughs> They're succeeding, FYI. Um, more and more people are definitely using them. Uh, and Facebook is absolutely pushing them and they're growing them. They've only gotten bigger. If you remember when they started, there were little circles, these little circles on the top of your yeah. feed. Now That's it's 30% of your screen. Yeah. Major <laughs> app real estate. And not even an exaggeration. It's literally at this point, 30% of your mobile phone screen, almost regardless of what mobile phone you have. It's, um, it's, and it's going to only be more because Facebook so we can credit all this, go back to Snapchat. I'm going to do it. Snapchat created the story format. Instagram, they grabbed it and snagged it and copied it and succeeded in a huger way, with it, in a much bigger way. Facebook created theirs and it started very slow. They, they own Instagram. So there's <laughs> they that. own Instagram. 
Um, and, but so now the most, the more recent thing that they're doing, um, which I know you've seen is on Instagram, you can also share your stories from Instagram to Facebook. Yep. Uh, which, which I do. Absolutely. And a lot of people I bet do it and they don't know. They, like they don't, they're not thinking of, well, I'm, I don't know if I want to share this to Facebook as a story or not. I'm just going to default. Uh, I'm just going to do it. They don't even know that it went to Facebook because maybe they don't even go on Facebook very often. They're on Instagram all the time, but they don't know that the, the default setting is set to share it to Facebook stories or something. So yeah. the stories thing is growing. More people are using it because it makes it, it makes sense. I can tell you running brand pages, it's chronological order, those stories. So if you have a brand page, you have a business page on Facebook, if you post to your story on your business page on Facebook, guess what happens? Your organic reach on, on a post is generally crap right now, right? It's, it's been that way for a while. If you do a, a, a story on your Facebook page, guess what happens? It pops up at the top of your, the feed of all your followers, yeah, thirty percent reach or thirty percent of your screen. Yeah, to all and, your followers, chronological order. So if they're not following um, a lot of pages, or, if, or if the pages that they follow, the people that they're friends with are not posting a lot of stories. Guess what? Your thing is sitting right at the top there until they watch it. So you're speaking from experience. Yeah. Uh, speak a little bit about maybe just one of these because you run a lot of uh, brand pages. I've been messing with exactly it. Exactly right. Three months. No one else is doing this. So what are, uh, what is one, what is one that, uh, you saw some just amazing, uh, results from, I would say. I, so what I, what I would say is, um, it, it's not dependent really even on like what the, what the story was. Yeah. You it, have it, to, you have to skip it to go to the next one. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no like, there's not like a like a thing like oh this this did better than this because it was a video or uh, or it was a colorful it, it, picture. It's the mode. It's a new. It's simply yeah. It's it's like everything else that has happened with Facebook when something is relatively new. Yeah. They they push it. Yeah. And so it's it's getting into people's like line of vision. <laughs> and they're clicking it. It's it's so interesting. And the other thing, <clears throat> you know, the whole like brand awareness side of things. If you're doing again, doesn't matter what it is, it's one or two or three more touch points you're you're registering in their mind mm-hmm. um, on the regular, and on the flip side, more than likely, right? That the algorithm, it's marking it as a reengagement because you always you and I knew that. If you stopped engaging with the posts or if you as a social media manager took off posting for two weeks, we didn't, we didn't know the timeline, but if those fans stopped reengaging, the, the algorithm stopped serving those fans. Mm-hmm. So therefore they wanted you to pay to boost the post, to reengage the fans so they can keep getting the, the algorithm can keep serving the fans. Right. Um, and this is a great hack to not have to pay to go to your fans. Um, and it also the on Facebook, the stories do have it's not swipe up, but it's a button. You can you can put a button on your Facebook 
brand page story that will send people to the website that's associated with your, with your page. And you don't have to have 10,000 fans. You don't have to be verified. You don't have to have 10,000 fans like on Instagram. Um, So if you just have a need to send people to your website, that is one way to do it. I'm not going to guarantee that it's going to drive all kinds of traffic, but it's just another small thing that is available that sits there. And like, guess what? If you have 2000 followers on your page, generally, if you're lucky, 300 of them will have the post show up in their feed. Yeah. Right. Two to 300 of them show. It doesn't even mean that they, they really see it or read it. It's in their feed. It counts as an eyeball. So out of that, what's the percentage that maybe stops on the post? 50. So, so this is 50 people out of that. Maybe this is the thing about atomizing content or taking content and making the most out of it. Um, and I've done this with some of some of our stories, Instagram stories on our brand page. It's a good story, right? Yep. So I'm going to tag it and highlight it and it'll go on your profile as a circle. But then, yeah, you can push it over there as well. Um, but I admit, I, I haven't spent as much time in the last couple of quarters. Um, I've done a few, um, but I'm seeing, I'm just going through them right now on Facebook. I didn't know you could at tag people and location tag people. Yep. Yep. Did, it makes sense. They're just copying the same features. They have essentially this, a lot of the same, they don't have hashtags. Um, oh, I, I see the link you're talking about. Like yeah. The whole like, so that's, this would be another great one for, for um, yeah, a new blog post. Uh, but if you were doing it right, mm-hmm. this would be the first one, right? You're talking about your blog post link to it. And then, then you do a 10 second video talking about it or before or after. Um, I mean, it'll do if, if it's like, you know, if it's businesses, the other buttons on there, I think one of them is like call now or email or directions or something like that. So it's, it's all the things that are the specifics to your page. Um, the, the, the specific things. So it's, it's not like you can send someone to a specific blog post. I think the way you would do that is you would have to actually take the, the URL for that blog post and put it as your website in the, in the Facebook page. And that, that's going to get hairy. Like I, I would not recommend that. <laughs> I would just, if you want to drive, try to drive traffic to the website, use the learn more button and it'll do that. Um, when someone clicks it and they'll just go to your website and you can put a, a, a call to action, a, a direction in the story too, in the story frame, just because, so what we'll do is there'll be a, a story that we post on the page. Right. And on, uh, or like an actual article oh, we posted. I'm going to go to the, one of them. I'm going to go on one of them right now. You just, you probably did this one. That well, or I directed it. Yeah. <laughs> I directed the activity to do that. Just, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. so when you do that, like you, you post the article on the, on the Facebook page. I forget we're on audio. It's a ASA, ASU researches Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the credits but then in the story <laughs> you put like, you know, I try to do maybe a different picture and then you can put really minimal wording. Like don't do a book in there. It's, it's just something very simple. Um, you know, maybe it's the headline to the, to the article and a, a simple call to action after that view the full story on our page. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have to be anything more than that and, and then see what happens. So the other, the other 
last part about this is Facebook within the new back end does give you analytics on the stories that the Facebook stories. So it'll tell you similar to Instagram stories. It'll tell you um, like how many views that story has gotten, how many exits, how many, you know, clicks forward or back um, have been applied on that particular story. So those stay up for 28 days, I want to say from the time it was posted. Mm. So it's, it's a little better than Instagram, even in that sense, because the Instagram story analytics generally kind of disappear from immediate site <laughs> within a week or within a, no, within a day after, yeah. or within, after it's gone, then you can go back in the, the archives, the insights and kind of look at it. But um, yeah. And the other thing, I mean, they're adding new features all the time. So like, if you're not, constantly exploring it like for instance if you did a story and you think it's gone and but then you go create a highlight on instagram mm-hmm. they're all in there yep so you can actually go back and find these old ones to create an all-encompassing highlight um you know we were, we were doing for a, lo- a while we were doing like the dogs of coplex and everybody's bringing their dogs in so i was taking photos of the dogs and just something fun just something yeah. you know but so okay so i got a question for you um kind of round out the show yes um i want uh so so one new creator that you've discovered on any platform that you've just been impressed with or maybe they've broken out that you watch all the time and then to follow up we can kind of both do this is you know for our listeners like one thing how do you want to see this show evolve uh and obviously if you guys are listening you can tweet us um but yeah, what, what do you hope, we didn't say this in the beginning, but Vincent and I needed to go back to a creative outlet. And this is a creative side project outlet for us. Um, but yeah, what, what are maybe a couple of things that, how you like to see this evolve or you know, expand, cover, et cetera. So you're asking me and then you're gonna answer as well. I'll go first. So <laughs> you wanna go first? Okay um a creator that i discovered this year and actually it's funny my mom told me about it um she watches this individual on youtube i consume all of his content on instagram it's a guy named bobby and his account is flave city and uh he has a keto meal prep cookbook but he it's 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 engaging welcoming um, he goes into Trader Joe's and Costco's and does these hauls and tells you what food's healthy and you know, what to look for, deals, what to buy. Oh, no, don't buy that sauce there. That sauce is cheaper at Aldi's or go to Costco, stuff like that. And then he does, but every, everything he does is channel specific. So he'll do like the Instagram story and he says, hey, we're going live on YouTube in 20 minutes. It has a clock. I'll send you over there. And then uh, he does a ton ton of instagram stories like 30 40 a day and they're easy to click through so if it's just him and his family and his baby oh, that's cool but then I, there's certain uh segments or episodes whatever because it is a show that i want to get to um and then the the stuff on his story is really like the behind the scenes and then he produces the instagram and the youtube videos of the full like Costco or Trader Joe's or, or Sprout Hall, what you're seeing is like you know the outtakes, I guess. Um, so it's like his video person art, and then him, 
um yeah it's just kind of cool like it it makes me think like man people can like still break out in a niche vertical provide for their family uh you know do what they love you know it's really interesting i mean there's so many opportunities out there Um, so that's mine uh you do yours and then we can talk about hopes for the show uh, I would have to say over the last year, the, and this, I mean, this person, it's YouTube and the person has a lot of subscribers. I, but um, I don't know that anyone I've ever asked doesn't know that he's on YouTube, has a channel and does regular videos. Uh, but it, they're, it's so good that, and I don't think, I mean, we haven't been on, we haven't done this show for a year so that we haven't talked about it, but um, Jack Black on YouTube mm. is yeah. like, I don't know. He had like, he, so it was, it was a year ago, literally a year ago on new year's day. He did a short teaser video on YouTube to like a, not even two minutes. He was sitting in a gamer chair and it's supposed to be like a gamer channel. Uh, it's called Jablinski games. Right. Jab- and he's like, Hey, yep. watch YouTube channel, blah, blah. and uh, immediately within 24 hours, he had a million subscribers. Right. So it was like a big deal. And, eventually got up to, I think three or 4 million. He's at now. Yeah. 4.4. Yep. Okay. It hasn't, it got up to 4.4 pretty quickly too. Like within a, a couple months. Well, he's so getting ha- a million to 3 million views each show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's monetizing it and, and it's great for his brand. It also coincided with um, the, the latest Jumanji movie came out last year. Yeah. And he was filming it too, but it wasn't about that. It was, this thing was, you could tell like he, he's got two sons pretty hmm. young. Like one is like 13, the other is 11, something like, or 15 and 11. And, and they, he, he does these videos with his, his sons play a big part. Um, I think the oldest even edits them and hmm. films them and edits them. And I think it was a pro kind of a thing like he wanted to do with his kids, but they, the video is like it started out as the the big joke was that it's going to be a gaming channel and then he never did any actual video gaming for like the first couple months every video is like well hey guys no games today the the video system isn't here yet and blah blah so he would go to like the arcade uh like the old arcade the old old like 1920s arcade near him he lives in LA somewhere orange county and um he would do that. Or then he'd go to like the regular arcade, go to like Dave and Buster's or something. Did he go, go to the- like burger joint too or something? Oh yeah. They like they've eaten. He, he was eating like every time, every video they would like eat something. And it, it, he's just a really funny guy. It was without- funny one for Jumanji because it was his stunt double. Yep. And he was hanging out for- with his stunt double a lot. His stunt double had to gain like 20 or 30 pounds to look right. <laughs> yep. 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 There was, I mean, there was a lot of it. And then, you know, there was some other cool stuff like with the movie premiere and then he's got the, the band tenacious D that they, they showed a lot of the band being on tour um, internationally and, and going to Jack White's house, but they couldn't show like them recording inside the house, but they could show sort of a tour around it. It was just a lot of great stuff. And, and then they messed around with some of the effects and things and it was funny and, it was really good. It's, it's, it is really good. It's still going. Um, it's not as frequent because they were doing once a week for the first like yeah. six months. Um, but highly recommend it. He's, he's hilarious. And, and the, the fact that he's like doing it with his kids essentially 
and they're they're involved um it's a family thing his wife is is there at times and and then he's got some he did get eventually get into gaming like he he did a a whole live stream with pewdiepie like played a whatever game for minecraft i think it was for like two hours um so yeah anyway jack black highly recommend it that's that's the one i would say for last year that was i was always looking for that to be available but the one that we shared the most episodes back and forth which still people i know and work with haven't heard of it's mind-boggling is uh first we feast hot ones oh yeah so you and i are always sharing like, that's my that's a favorite so good. Yep. and they're long they're not it's not short from so we have celebrities guests stuff like that eating hot wings discussing meaningful topics and, but they amped it up this year like i'd say last year and this year the last the last couple seasons they've really guest wise like they're getting premium <clears throat> premium guests on there they, jack black and and his buddy kyle gas that does tenacious d they were on this this past season that was yep. a funny episode Shaq was on um uh um scarlett johansson was on there like they're getting a-level people yeah the, the best i mean paul the paul rudd one paul rudd was, was the best. Yeah, probably the was. best one that was my favorite although it's a tie the paul the paul rudd one and and shia shia oh, yeah. LeBeau oh. was really good way way better than <laughs> i ever thought it would it was super surprising how great it was emotional <laughs> <laughs> Very what, good. See, yeah, like see, I, I'm thing. a I'm a fan of that kid now. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of his. Right? Maybe I wasn't before. I'm a fan of his after seeing him on that. Uh, so I'm gonna evolve this into like how I see this podcast going. So th- this is very interesting. Uh, I think I'd love to see an episode just on the evol- where eyeballs are going. Our consumption has changed. Consumption mm-hmm. is changing. I, I won't give away too much, but obviously YouTube's not dead, and there's so many opportunities for brand marketers and you know social media marketers out there um or storytellers uh if you'd crossed off a network in the past maybe it's time to dust it off and try again you know uh that's why i'm encouraged by my buddy by my buddy barry within the chips and other things i mean there's way more that he does but he's experimenting on all these different channels and actually making content and uh trying things and yeah and he closed a couple of accounts down the first of the year i don't know if you saw that uh, he closed well, his, uh, his historic sandwich account down. I figured that one was, I mean, he, it's just, it's not totally gone. Right. I don't know. It's active. It's, it's, it's up. It's not active. Cause I've and seen he it recently. Down, uh, Caltrain tomato, which is this tomato plant he found on the tracks. No, no. Oh my God. It was so funny. I was like, thank you for your service. Caltrain tomato. <laughs> but the tomato died. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's, that's the thing is like, it, that's why we're doing this. Like we are in the grind in the trenches doing the work. And I think we need to find these, these fun outlets to keep ourselves fresh and our creative juices flowing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I keep harping on the, you know, 20 minute, but here we are past an hour. So, uh, <laughs> this is our, this is our one back, but in any case, maybe we do these breakout shows, you know, these like these yeah. like really, pointed 20 minutes and again um you know when i consult with people they're like hey what's the best time what we should do we know but then also there's no rules <laughs> you can, well, we I'll, know. I'll still I'll, I'll i'll die on the hill of like i listen i absolutely listen to shows that are 
hour, hour and a half. Um, that I am, I am now as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, those shows are also not like one continuous story or it's, it's like a person that has multiple it's guests or whatever, like other people that they're talking to. So it's segmented and they're just doing longer, longer shows. Yeah, so real estate agent or professional or something like that. Like, but if you're a brand and you need, you're spending big dollars and you're trying to get the, the most dies and yeah, you made the 15, 20 minute podcast, something like that. But I mean, I think, I think you got to think through that, but um, I would say my goals for this next year are we find a time to consistently do this. Uh, we start applying some other podcast strategies so we mm-hmm. can show people what works for growth. Um, I don't know about monetization, but yeah, why not? Why don't we just run some experiments and figure it out? I get the, I want to get the most random sponsor ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week. Yeah. Well, or we'll, you'll hear us next week. Maybe we can just like post gifts with our eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) It's not weird. See you guys.